Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Fertility in Focus podcast. I'm your host, Christina Burns, doctor of Eastern medicine and holistic fertility expert. In these weekly sessions, I'll be bringing you the best of advice on nutrition, lifestyle, and natural medicine to optimize your fertility. Let's jump into today's episode. Happy New Year, everyone. In celebration of a new year, entering 2024, I wanted to cover a topic I have not yet covered, and that is about mindfulness and meditation for fertility. And we know that I like research to back up what I say, but I also, you know, can share personal and professional kind of experience on on the transformative effects on the quality of your life and kind of solving your problems. Now, I don't want to tell you that it's a magic solution for everything, but I can tell you from both research and my own experience personally and professionally that it solves for a hell of a lot more than you would ever imagine. Uh, Meditation specifically is endorsed by many spiritual leaders and, you know, at this point, the scientific community too, and it offers a holistic approach to fertility and just staying sane in the process of going through fertility treatment and trying to get pregnant. And by reducing stress and enhancing emotional equilibrium, promoting relaxation, meditation contributes to the environment more conducive to conception. Because, you know, a lot of time what I see is people kind of jumping the gun to more invasive procedures and techniques and not caring for the more basic things and creating that environment conducive to conception. Because honestly, if you don't at least take care of it a little bit, um, it's going to take a lot of IVFs to really get to where you want to be. So when combined with medical interventions, meditation can provide a fairly, you know, more, a more pleasant experience for patients seeking to enhance their fertility and increase their chances of conceiving. And, you know, there was an old guru who wrote a book called Inner Engineering, and he emphasized the importance of inner balance in managing stress, which is a, is a factor that can influence fertility. Or, you know, our cord- if our cortisol is high, our um, ovaries often under function, you know, we might have issues re- with um, uterine receptivity, with blood flow, but, you know, it's not just the stress hormones, I don't think. I think there's like something in like spiritual um, in creating space for a baby. And, you know, you may find me woo-woo in some ways, but, you know, I, I, I follow the science, but I also believe that there's more to having a baby than, you know, sperm meets egg. I, I think that, you know, the there's something, forces in the universe that are influencing it also. And I do feel that you know, in some cases, inviting this little being and creating space for this little being can be the ticket for some, you know, it's not, it's not all science, not all sperm meets egg. But if you want to know a bit about the science, let's get into it. In one study, (laughs) uh, women who attended a program for mindfulness, mindfulness revealed a significant decrease in depressive symptoms, internal and external shame, entrapment and defeat, And they also presented statistically significant improvement in mindfulness skills and their ability to deal with infertility or the fertility process. 
Um, women in the control group who were not doing the mindfulness did not present any significant changes in psychological measures. And so we know that the mindfulness did affect their experience going through it. I think a lot of the research does talk about the experience of the patient improving dramatically. It's similar with acupuncture. The experience of the patient improves dramatically when doing mindfulness and or acupuncture alongside fertility treatment. In another study, there were 58 women who completed uh, mindfulness intervention and 50 were assigned to a control group using a non-randomized control study. By the end of the intervention, women who attended the the mindfulness intervention revealed a significant increase in mindfulness, self-compassion, and coping strategies but here's the part that you care about. (laughs) There were statistically significant differences between participants in the pregnancy rates. The group that was doing the mindfulness had much higher pregnancy rates. Now, in my life, I've used um, meditation mindfulness to solve for most things. If I am feeling lost, I meditate and I feel like I get answers. If I feel a sense of haste, like something needs to happen now, 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 mindfulness and meditation have made me be able to say, you know what, it's not necessarily on my timeline, and I trust in the infinite organizing power of the universe that it is coming, um, and that I will get what I need, and, and just kind of giving it up to somewhere else. The it Basically, these mindfulness and meditation techniques can help you stop trying to control every element, which is really bad for anxiety, trying to control all the pieces, which is our tendency. Like you can take action. Don't, you don't have to just like lie around, you know, waiting for it to happen. You can take action. You can eat better. If you need to go and undergo IVF, you can do that. You know, you can do acupuncture. You can take actions, but obsessing over it all the time, needing it to happen now is, is the part that starts to really get us on these very big highs and lows, the lowest of lows. Um, And these mindfulness techniques can help to kind of level things out and help you gain a bit of trust in yourself, in your body, faith in the universe or God or whatever your spiritual or, you know, not spiritual path is. And so, you know, I urge you and challenge you to, to think about this. And so here's how it goes with meditation. You can sit in a quiet space, find a comfortable position, have a little meditation pillow, or just use one of your regular pillows, which is what I do. You maintain a comfortable posture. If you can sit cross-legged, that's a great posture for um, keeping your body upright and having a little cushion under your butt can help you um, sit more straight. You focus on your breath, you close your eyes, you take some breaths and try to stay in the moment. And maybe you draw attention to that um, rhythm of your breath, and that helps you start to calm down. Breathing is very, very therapeutic. When you see or hear the thoughts go through your mind, instead of trying to navigate them, wrestle with them, start to picture them as clouds they and let them pass, you start to feel fears, anxieties, anger come out, like the, these things will rise up that are just kind of buried down there. And you just allow them to pass like a cloud passes and you become more the observer of your thoughts and less attached to kind of 
believing your thoughts. A lot of books on mindfulness, like Eckhart Tolle's The Power of Now and The Untethered Soul, they're kind of like, don't trust your mind. (laughs) Don't trust your thoughts because your thoughts change according to stress. If you've taken substances or medications or hormones for that matter, how much sleep you've had, you know, and, and so if your thoughts can change so much according to so many external and internal factors, we have to wonder how accurate are these thoughts or are they just coming about as a defense mechanism, something that, you know, helps us to rationalize and try to put things in categories. And if you start just observing your thoughts and stop believing them all the time, you start to feel better, much less stressed. And so, you know, when you're sitting and you're feeling these thoughts dance around like monkey mind, just try to be a little bit less attached to them. Try to not have to feel like you have to like work through it. Try to just sit back and just let it kind of pass by. And you'll find that as you keep doing it, they just start to pass a lot easier. Like you feel these sensations rise you and you'll just let them go. And letting go is where you'll find your peace. And if it's seeming intimidating to you, then I would say, you know, try for two minutes. I will tell you that two minutes of meditation in the morning or before bed changes everything. Changes my sleep, changes my mood, changes my outlook, my ability to cope with stress during the day. Um, 15 minutes, wow. You know, you could be going into, you know, different areas of space and time. 30 minutes, you know, then you're Deepak Chopra. By the way, I, I really like his website. Deepak Chopra offers... 21 day meditations that are free and it's just an awesome thing because he has such a calming voice and he guides you a little bit and it's completely free and they don't email market you so I would sign up for one of those challenges because um, it's easy it takes a very little time I think it's like a five or ten minute commitment every day and, and you start to feel like your world change like everything starts to feel brighter and more hopeful and that things are working themselves out Now, guided meditations are great, especially if you feel intimidated by sitting and doing the quiet meditation. Now, I like like quiet meditation because I feel like that's where we process a lot of the stuck thoughts and emotions um, is in the quiet. But if that feels really intimidating, then you can do a guided meditation, you know, Circle in Bloom, um, Belarus Napperstack, you know, there's apps that have guided meditations. Uh, you know, body scan meditations, and they'll just guide you through something to help you calm down. But I urge you to try at least like two to five minutes of quiet meditation on your own at the beginning, at the end, or at the end of the day, or when you're feeling like you're kind of spinning out even in the middle of the day. Visualizations are also really helpful. Um, Thinking of a peaceful place, envisioning, you know, the embryo implanting or your eggs, you know, making beautiful, good quality embryos, you know, you can, you can visualize what you want to happen. I mean, that's been showed, shown in research for Olympic athletes improving their performance. So if Olympic athletes can improve their performance by visualizing themselves doing the exercises or the sport, then why couldn't we do that with our ovaries and our uterus too? 
I also really love affirmations. They're basically positive suggestions during the practice to reinforce your intentions and promote emotional well-being. Um, and so you can pick anything like I am loved or I am fertile. And there are, are Sanskrit ones uh, that ha- carry a lot of vibration too. And, and you can literally go online and just search an affirmation uh, for fertility that resonates with you and something that maybe isn't too difficult to say. And just so you feel like you have a takeaway today, you could chant uh, what's called the miracle mantra and it supports healthy fertility. And, you know, miracle mantra just sounds like magic. So I love it. It goes like this. Guru, guru, wahe guru, 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 Ram Das Guru. Guru Guru Wahe Guru 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 Ram Das Guru. Guru Guru Wahe Guru 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 Ram Das Guru. And I'll put this in the show notes so that you can read it too. But I would suggest repeating this for three to 11 minutes upon waking and going to bed. And the nice thing about chanting a mantra, and if you just decided to, you know, chant, I am fertile, I am loved, I am healthy, whatever you want to pick an English one, you don't resonate with the Sanskrit, you're still um, reprogramming your mind and your body, your cells, telling yourself that you can do this. And what's fascinating is that you really do start to believe it. Like, the it's like, you just repeat it, repeat it, and you start to believe it, and then everything starts to change. And your experience of life changes, but your fertility is also highly likely to change. So another good thing about chanting a mantra is that it keeps you from having your mind wander off a lot. So if you're like, I don't want to meditate, I'm scared of my thoughts, and I can't let them pass like clouds, then you're going to want to chant a mantra or really, you know, observe your, the in-breath and the out-breath, um, like is done in some types of, of meditation because there are many different types. But mantra meditation um, is combining sort of this positive affirmation and keeping you present and focused in this moment so that you're not jumping to the past, to the future, and stressing yourself in that way. So happy new year, everyone. And, you know, I, I'm always open to hearing from you what you would like to know more about. But I'd like to say is just, you know, don't write off the mindfulness as just, you know, something that helps you cope, which is still very important. It, it actually can bring about miracles. I'm really happy you've tuned in and joined the community, and I'm so excited to bring you more helpful content with each episode. In order to make this podcast as helpful as possible, I want to hear your input on what questions you need answered to get you feeling empowered on your fertility journey. You can DM me on Instagram at at Naturna underscore life or at naturally CB to share your most important fertility related questions. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please follow and share with friends. My mission is to help as many women and couples as possible. And for that, I need your help. 
Yours as always in love and light, Dr. Christina. <laughs>